tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back to another episode of the On the Sideline Podcast with Jackson and Kyle. I am Jackson, and I'm joined here, as always, by the man who would never hit Patrick Mahomes when he's out of bounds. Kyle, Kyle, how are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, pretty pretty good day, I would say. Pretty fun uh, Pretty fun uh, football games. I, you yeah, know. What game was your favorite? <laughs> Definitely the second one. Yeah, yeah. It was a great half of the day, I think. I think that, you know, the first one got off the rails quickly. Yeah, I mean... I enjoyed some of it still, but yeah, I mean, they got a little rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It, football is football. We, we we plenty of stuff to talk about. I think I have plenty of takes on that game. Uh, plenty of takes on both of these games. Uh, I think that the you know, uh, although kind of have to say our scores now look a lot worse. Both of us putting eighteen points on the Bengals to win. Yeah, we definitely got. Uh, you know, the, our championship week curse. We're so bad at this, so it's uh, mm-hmm. only fitting that we both get that one wrong. Um. Hey, I got one right this week, so it was okay. <laughs> you did. You did. I was over two. But mm-hmm. you know what? Someone's got to be wrong sometimes. It's okay. Yeah. Hey, it all comes down to the Super Bowl now. If I pick the Super Bowl right, I win. If I don't, and I don't know what I'm going to pick yet. I have no idea. So it just should be an awesome Super Bowl. Um, you know, as, uh, uh, as Tony Roma would say, we both really want to win this one. I got to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, uh, I don't know. Uh, I have to say. Romo, I know he's not your favorite. I know he's not. I thought that the entire broad, I thought the CBS crew was completely on it. The whole crew. The one like when that oh, inadvertent whistle thing happened, or like that clock management thing happens, and they just get it immediately. Uh, I don't know. Good stuff by them, I thought. There were some moments. Romo was, I thought, bad in this game. He okay, well, it, see, I don't listen to everything. Sometimes I have to, you know, I, I've been making videos throughout, so I don't catch it all. Yeah. He called He called Burrow and Mahomes uh, MJ facing Drexler. In the 91 finals, that's what he compared it to. Okay. Um, he What else did he have? Or 92 finals, sorry. Um, but anyway, he called um, – he had some – I don't know. He just had the uh, – he, he, he did something where they both really want to win this game, Jim, and it's the AFC Championship game. Like, of course, yeah. he's just – I'm convinced he's the, he's the real-life Pepper Brooks from Dodgeball. That's what he is. He's the uh-huh. real-life Pepper Brooks. Yeah, uh, it's good. Stuff. I love it though. I, I'm all in. I, 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 I don't know. I want my commentators to be interesting. He's interesting. Yeah, I guess he doesn't make the game a... worse to me. I like his energy. He brings good energy. He brings yeah. a lot of energy. Doesn't really know what to say, but he has the energy for it. 
Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't. I don't know, Jim. Uh, yeah, we have the great overlap six one eight in the chat. Refing was terrible, all time bad. We will get into it. You're right, overlap. Jackson and Kyle, all time great. Also very true. Uh, that's gonna be most of our show is talking about that. Uh, Eagles going to smash the Chiefs and Brady to the Niners. Don't at me. Well, uh, all right. Well, we won't at you. Overlap six one eight. But no, uh, this is a yeah, a good stuff there. You want to just get into the get into the games. Yeah, yeah, let's dive right in. All right. So the obviously we're going to start off with Bengals Chiefs as that was the th- that was the game that totally lived up to the hype. For a second it looked like it wasn't. For a second it looked like Kansas City was going to kind of ro- roll away with it a little bit, roll away with it, run away with it a little. Uh but the you know, Bengals came back. They scored 10 points uh you know, to uh, take or to tie the game after being down 10. There was that insane sequence of Patrick Mahomes just forgetting how to throw a football all of a sudden and throwing the ball, just letting it slip out of his hands. And then a yeah. fourth down, uh, not touchdown, but big play to Jamar Chase set up a touchdown. Uh, but ultimately I think where we have to start, let's not bury the lead. The Joseph Osai penalty. I mean, this is a, Osai yeah. was having sort of a, I don't know, a breakout performance kind of, he's had some good play games in the past, but this was kind of, you know, definitely you're hearing his name a lot, the broad by the broadcasters in a big game. Definitely kind of a you know performance that was going to get him a lot of attention. Unfortunately, now it's for the wrong reason as he ends up with the uh, late hit out of bounds that puts the, the – the Chiefs would have been kind of in field goal range. It would have been at the 42-yard line is where Mahomes stepped out. So it would have been a 59-yarder. In those conditions, I don't think a 59-yarder is getting made or even attempted. Uh, there was yeah. eight seconds left, but no timeouts. Maybe they try something. But uh, but ultimately with the uh, you know the penalty, the Chiefs were able to win. Yeah, I I am with you on that. It was a good game for him. I mean, this Kansas City defense or Kansas Cincinnati defensive line. We'll get to the Kansas City defensive line in a second. But Cincinnati's mm-hmm. defensive line in this game, I mean, it was very clear from the very first snap because we saw, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, he wasn't moving with the limp at all in practice Wednesday. He came down from the podium with no limp at all. And everyone's like, what exactly is he going to look like in this game? It was very clear right away that it affected him. And I thought his velocity on some, I thought when he really needed one, he stepped into it. I thought his like everyday, his every down throw velocity was a little lower than usual. I thought, you know, his mobility obviously was much more limited than usual. And these Cincinnati defensive linemen just decided they were going to pin their ears back and try and collapse his pocket on him. And I mean, there were stretches where it worked. I mean, the problem is it wasn't consistent enough, but he did have a very good game and um, just a, Really bad play there at the end. It's really tough because you're you're sprinting towards the sideline. It's hard to stop on a dime like that, but you got to find a way to pull up there and not make that play. Um, that doesn't take away from some of the refereeing decisions for me, but that was that was definitely a clear as day call. That was a bad decision. Yeah, uh, we can put it. We'll we'll talk about the ref stuff definitely. Uh, but the you know, uh, but yeah. Uh, as the Mahomes of it all, I, let's talk about the one thing about Mahomes that is just remarkable. And again, uh, as a self-proclaimed Mahomes simp here, I mean, I'm definitely going to be excited about some of this stuff of like, I don't know how he does it. The amount of what appeared to be a clear sack only for him to get the ball out uh, amount of plays in this game. Like, I know it's like not like what you typically talk about, but like that legitimately saved a couple of drives for them. Yeah. Especially on that, I mean, that last drive, really, too, even. He almost took mm-hmm. a sack on two of those plays, got the ball out, one for a completion, and, uh, you know, he was able to make it work. And despite it all, he managed to get a couple of plays go in his favor. And 
it was just it was interesting to watch him have to approach games differently than what he normally does. So like we know Mahomes is great at everything. We know he's the best quarterback in the league, which is, you know, I don't know why everyone's saying, oh, put some respect on his name. We all know he's the best mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, you know, he, we all know he's great and does everything really well. It was interesting having him be limited and see what he had, you know, processing the game differently, willing to accept check downs more, doing all this different stuff that like a normal quarterback would do. But he's like, you know, having to, you know, it's our first time really seeing him having to look normal and he's still really great at it. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And he did it without uh, all world wide receiver, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Tony. Tony. Uh, I was so ready when he, I thought he had that touchdown. Uh, I was so ready to, you know, so many jokes I had at their disposal, and then it was incomplete. I was so sad. Yeah, uh, Andy Reid thought he had a touchdown. Just decided to throw away a challenge flag. Um, well, wait a second. We can't criticize him for that if we're gonna. I mean, I'm assuming we're also going to criticize Kyle Shanahan for not challenging in the the Forty Nine ers game, unless you like that as well. Yes, I, I don't like that. I think you should challenge it. <laughs> But then why do you not like? But then why do you not like this? Isn't that the same thing of like, hey, like let's let's see here. I don't know. I don't love throwing away timeouts in big games, um, especially when like he but basically. What, uh, my 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 question is: Isn't it the same logic though? If you don't know if it's uh it's a question mark, is it a challenger? Is it uh you know if the challenge is going to be successful or not? But it's a big play in the game. Well, one was a fourth down and goal and the other one was a third down and you're still getting three points i do feel like that's still a four point swing i mean that's still a big jump yeah but the the difference in the game you know the difference between the kyle shanahan play was potentially seven points or zero points where i mean that play for reed four points is still worth a timeout especially in the first half i don't know i don't think it's worth it at that point in the game that's crazy that's absolutely if if you have a 50 50 shot at getting a 50 50 shot though we what would you say what were you saying the odds were what? What would you say the odds were of it getting overturned? Given what Andy Reid knew at the time. I mean, what did he know at the time? That back, because even that back replay, you see the ball roll over and hit the ground. I don't know. I the first, I didn't, I didn't see any. Well, I remember. I believe Romo was like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe you challenged this one uh, at a certain point." So I don't know what angle they saw first. I don't know what they saw first. My whole, my whole thing is, if you think you have even a ten percent chance of gaining four points, that's worth a timeout. I don't think it's worth the timeout at that spot. I didn't. Th- I don't know. I, I when I saw the replay, I didn't think there was any chance that was getting overturned. Uh, we have oh, super chat. Zachary Stewart. Wow, Mahomes, the greatest. The Brady hate is unreal. I think he's saying, uh, yeah, Kyle. Uh, no, I, I believe you're saying right now. Yeah, greatest right now. I mean, not all yeah. Time. <laughs> let's let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I'm in favor of it. I think it's a um I'm, I think if it's a massive swing in the game and you feel like there's a chance that it was actually a catch, uh, which you know it wasn't like there was a clear angle to see it. But if the first angle you the guy is saying I, I don't know what happens, but you know from what I saw, maybe I missed the clear angle watching it. I was like I have no idea if this is a catch or not. So in my opinion, it's like I don't know. Feels like there's a chance. Feels like it's worth a you know. What, what's the value of a timeout in the first half? Like, what's the what, what what's the point of that? If someone said, I'll give you a point for uh, a timeout in the first half, would you take that deal or no? Uh, sure. But, I mean, at the same time, like, I, the thing is, though, is that we're, what we're forgetting here is, like, he didn't have to make that challenge right away. He had 40 seconds on the play clock to decide what he wanted to do. Sure. Like, he, he didn't have to throw it on the first replay he saw. That's true. It's a little different than the Shanahan thing where Shanahan had, like, 
10 seconds to throw it. Yeah. So I, I think that's a little bit different. Yeah, uh, potentially. Uh, yeah, I, I, fair enough. We'll agree to disagree on this. Uh, I liked it. You didn't, but uh, it is a little bit different than the Shanahan thing. Um, the But, you know, back to the Chiefs of it all. The Chiefs offense, a couple of notes I have. I thought the offensive line played well in this one. Now, the numbers won't show it. Again, like you said, there were plenty of pressures, and the uh, you know the rushing totals were not great. I thought they'd be able to run the ball well. They were not. I still thought the offensive line, uh, I thought it did its job in this one. I mean, when your quarterback's anchored to a spot, it becomes a lot harder to do what you do at a very high level, right? But and I mean, it's a quarterback who's not used to being anchored to a spot, too. It makes right. it even harder. Yeah, so, I mean, I thought I thought it was a decent game overall. There were some stretches where, I mean, the big thing, they put together three or four pretty good drives, I thought, in this game, and that was the big thing because, yes, they got beat sometimes. They got beat a handful of times, but I thought overall, yeah, I mean, I, I thought – I thought there was enough drives that they played really well and did their assignments, and that got them downfield. And they blocked really well in the run game, too, I thought. Even yeah. though the numbers don't show it. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, the real I mean, the real stories, though, are, uh, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, really, Mike Hilton had a rough day. Uh, that, that just really – well, that was a big thing that happened here. Yeah, I mean, we kind of said in the pregame show that somebody for Kansas City had to show up besides Kelsey, right? He uh-huh. said they needed that extra guy. And in this one, it was Scantling. And it was kind of interesting how, you know, he, you know, I didn't, that was not kind of the matchup I was thinking that was going to be exploited was Mike Hilton in that slot spot. Like that was probably the last matchup I'd say they go to. And it was just interesting that that's what they went out and found, found success in. And I don't really know why that happened. Yeah, Cincinnati I don't know. It was weird defensively. It was so weird. Yeah, we should we'll probably get out of that. I mean, yeah, Marquez Valdez-Scantling ended up with 8.7 uh, total EPA in this one. Kelsey's 7.7 uh, The uh, under targets. Um, yeah, very bizarre where we kind of I kind of came in saying, here's the system I should do. Just don't overthink it. Play very simple. I thought they started doing that in the second half. The, the first half, I thought this was a just complete i mean there, there's plays where they're dropping defensive linemen into coverage and rushing linebackers and safeties instead and like you know, all these crazy things they're doing it's like you're overthinking this uh let mahomes just do you know you can you can defend mahomes you have the talent to do it uh we also have a, a super chat mahomes literally and the whole chiefs offense uh limped through this game yeah kind of true but i thought they made some plays as well but i i get the the joke at least uh and yeah uh, but kyle uh, your thoughts on all that yeah, I thought on both sides of the ball they overthought it, honestly. And uh, we'll talk about the offense in a sec, but the defense especially, I thought they, you know, they they were trying to like, it almost felt like they were trying to gauge of how much Mahomes could actually move before they decided what they wanted to do, right? Uh-huh. Like, it seemed like they wanted to see exactly what he could do before deciding, hey, we have to start playing football now. And uh, I think the big, you know, they held up in the red zone those first few drives, so it gave him a chance, and it wasn't a bad defensive game. But at the same time, it just felt like every time Mahomes needed a big play, a third and six, a third and seven, he was converting it basically the entire game because, I don't know, there was just some weird things they were trying to stunt. Like you said, they were trying to show some fakes, and it just didn't seem like they were ever going to throw Mahomes off his game with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just that's just not how you – I don't know. It's hard because it really is a pick-your-own-poison with Mahomes, right? But, like, I just feel like this is a team that's – they've played well against the Chiefs historically. I don't – I think, again, I think they were kind of lucky in that first half to only be down seven. Yeah, well, the, I thought the thing was the uh, – they ended up getting the one touchdown on that third down or whatever, or the fourth down. But I thought uh, 
the big thing with Mahomes' mobility was the the red zone offense. I thought took a hit. Yeah, because you can't do the you know the dorky stuff they do. Right. Um. You know they they can't do all that crazy stuff they do in the red zone when he can't move around in the pocket and do all that crazy stuff in the backfield. So that I thought took the biggest hit in this game, and that's where the Bengals really held up. But I don't know. There, I just feel like if a, if a quarterback's on one foot. Letting them move however they want from the 20 yard line to the 20 yard line just feels kind of unacceptable at times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, and, and, you know, and that's kind of my point is, you know, like what Anthony in the chat saying, uh, 23 points. Wow. I'm waiting to be impressed. Uh, again, and also have to say, uh, trolls on at an all-time high here uh heading into Super Bowl week. I and mean, pe- the people that like to uh make fun of other teams are, are having a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's the playoff time. This is this is when everyone shows up, even if they, you know, haven't watched a lot of games this season. I would say that this was a pretty good offensive game for Kansas City. And like I said, they're running they're running stats. I actually thought I actually thought they ran the ball a lot better than what the 42 yards showed. That made I thought it was a lot higher than that, but they had a few called back. But the passing game had what, six point eight yards per pass? I mean, that's pretty impressive given the uh circumstances here. Right. It's it's all given the circumstances. It's all yeah. I, I don't think that the I think the defense is why they won the game. But while we're talking about the Chiefs offense, I have positives I have to say about the Chiefs offense. Uh, you know, we can talk about issues as well. I think, again, uh, Mahomes <laughs> having the ball to slip out of his hands, which is just it's the funniest thing for me. Like that will never I'll, I'll see that 20 years from now and it'll still make me laugh. That was just that's just peak comedy for me is seeing an all world athlete do something silly. Uh, so like that, uh, you know, that wasn't great. There were mistakes in this one as well, but at the end of the day, I thought that uh, to me, the chiefs were the better offense in this one as well. Yeah. And the, the numbers back that up too. I mean, mm-hmm. plays were basically even, they were better on third and fourth. I mean, third and fourth down was basically even too. They turned the ball over less and the, the yards per play were better. Yeah. They were a better team on the offensive side of the ball today. And given the circumstances, that feels like a miracle. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the, let's talk, uh, well, you know what, how about this, uh, as a intermission in between the Bengals offense and the Chiefs offense, uh, or I guess the other way around, uh, let's talk about the, we, t- you, you, t- uh, touched on the referees. Uh, let's do on to a all in one segment or do you want to just do it in, uh, the ones from this game in this segment? And then do you, cause there's a, there was a lot this today. Yeah, there was a lot going on today. I, I barely can even remember the Eagles 49ers ones. Um, uh-huh. But let's start. Let's just start with this game for now. Okay, this was um, this was one of the worst officiating games I've ever seen, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, the thing is, is like a lot of this didn't even matter. Like a lot of these play calls and these official calls didn't matter because, like, there was the the bizarre, like, uh, what was it? The, uh, um, you know, the redoing the third down, which made that's the most insane zeros. one. Yeah, yeah. It, that one didn't matter as much. There was the um, the the big one to me was the uh, the the first down on the um, challenge play. Yeah, I, I don't think that I was surprised that was overturned. I, I, I that might have been a first down, but I was surprised they overturned that. Yeah, yeah, because it the the rule is specifically that if you reach the ball over and bring it back, that doesn't count. Right. Like you have to land. I don't know. That was the worst one to me. But then, like I said, the bizarre redo and on third down one, there was the, uh, the uh, intentional grounding on Burrow when like P Ryan's literally like four yards past the ball. And then not mm-hmm. only that, when they threw the flag, I thought it was going to be roughing the passer because Chris Jones just flat out like plants him. 
lands straight on his right arm, and yet they call the intentional grounding when Pierre's four yards away from the ball. Like I've seen a much more egregious intentional grounding plays than that one that were called. Then on the punt return, of course, you know it didn't matter because they got the first down on that one. And then the second big one to me was the punt return, where I mean, there's a clear as day someone being launched two yards upfield because he's blocked in the back, and Sky Moore gets a 30 yard punt return off of it. Like that yeah. was one of the most egregious plays I thought I saw too. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, there were, there were plenty of questionable calls. The one that was I, I want to talk the most about, though, is that uh, third down thing. Because, I, you know, I made a video kind of recapping what happened, how why why it happened. Uh, where, uh, also, I just realized I, I uh, spelled it wrong in my title of the video. That's always good. Uh, I, I wrote, uh, instead of give, G-I-C-E. That's not uh, ideal. Uh, but the uh, what happened? what happened was, I guess, just like the play clock randomly started running like uh, as they're getting ready to, to snap the ball. And so they wanted the refs, but for some reason it's like the ref who's like furthest away from the ball is the one trying to stop the play. And so nobody heard it. I even listened to it and I couldn't hear a whistle. Is his whistle broken? Does he not know how to whistle? Uh, did, did he make it a conscious effort not to? I don't know, but there was no whistle uh, got stopped. And, and then there was a penalty right after that gave him the first down. They ended up yeah. getting stopped short right after. So it didn't end up mattering, but like, thank God. I mean, what if, what if the Chiefs scored a touchdown on that? And that was the the reason they won. Yeah, we wouldn't have heard the end of it, honestly. And that was mm -hmm. um, that was bizarre because the thing is too is it didn't even look like he had you know ran onto the field before the ball even snapped because they showed the sky cam footage of it and it looked like he wasn't even on the field trying to stop the play by the time Mahomes had the ball in his hands. Yeah, we couldn't really tell. It was like he was making because yeah. he wasn't in the shot at the same time. So yeah, we couldn't really tell. Uh, but yeah, it was I don't know very bizarre. Uh, you know, all, all around, and it wasn't even like a top two crazy referee moment uh, of the day because of what happened in the uh, other championship game. But yeah, uh, unfortunate that it happened. I still think the right team won, though. Yeah, I mean, I did too because, I mean, despite all of this stuff we just said, the Bengals scored a touchdown to tie it at 20-20, got two stops, and had two chances to win the game. They didn't win it on those two chances. So, I mean, I can't... I can say some of it was bad. I thought the, you know, like I said, the two that were big to me were that, you know, they gave him a first down on a play that didn't look like a first down, although it would have been like fourth and inches. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other one was the block in the back one that set up the winning field goal. Those are the two that I think you can have some legitimate gripes about, but the Bengals still had two chances to go down and score in this game. tied 2020. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, let's talk about, I don't know. There's a bit of a turning on Joe Burrow, right? Everyone loves to turn on the quarterback <laughs> who, uh, I mean, again, I think that's a very predictable outcome, right? Uh, of a hyped up quarterback loses the championship game. This, this is what tends to happen. Uh, I mean, I hope not. I mean, honestly, who's saying Burrow can't like, who's saying Burrow sucks or is like, Overrated. There's there's Anything now the oh Burrow was overhyped Burrow you know I thought Burrow was supposed to have the it factor he threw two interceptions in this game and couldn't get the team to come back I thought he was the next Tom Brady oh my gosh people are dumb this is why you know what people don't need the internet that's what it is people really shouldn't have the internet if they have opinions like this one of the interceptions he threw into a you know his guy had a step it wasn't the best throw it wasn't his best game he threw it downfield and the guy deflected the ball in the air and it was intercepted. Yeah, like, well, it's stuff like, like you know, uh, people really thought Joe Burrow was better than Patrick Mahomes. Laughing, crying emoji, laughing, crying emoji. Who, nobody who, thought who are these people? <laughs> yeah, nobody <laughs> thought that. All we were saying is Joe Joe Burrow. I think what we said was Joe Burrow has stepped up to his biggest challenger, which is still true. 
which mm-hmm. is still the truth. I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing. This is why people don't need the internet, honestly. Yeah, well, this is a good point. Uh, Burrow versus the Steelers this year, six interceptions, two fumbles. Those aren't good numbers, Kyle. Oh, man, overrated. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, what uh, a terrible thing. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, it's it, it always happens. It Unanimously, every time a big, a big name quarterback loses the big game, uh, this happens. And this wasn't his best day, I didn't think. But, I mean, he still had some incredible plays in this one. I mean, that... Uh, and, and, you know, receivers had some incredible plays as well. I mean, that throw and catch to T. Higgins for a touchdown was just a thing of beauty. Yeah. I mean, he had another throw, too, to Hayden Hurst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't throw a better football into the end zone. And then he had another one that I think hit Jamar Chase's helmet through two guys. I mean, he had mm-hmm. some, you know, he had some incredible incomplete passes. Never mind the passes that he did complete. I mean, it wasn't his best game. I, I do think that. I thought I didn't think it was his best game. But to act like he's overrated off this is blasphemous. I mean, honestly. I mean, this was uh, – the big thing with this Bengals offense for me is I thought I thought the game plan dropped the ball. I was pretty disappointed at what happened here. I didn't get it. What were you, what were you disappointed by? Everything should have been outside the numbers. It seemed mm-hmm. like every time they threw these quick screens to Jamar Chase, he got an automatic five to six yards. I don't understand how you go a football game where Jamar – Jamar Chase is the best receiver I've ever seen. I don't even care about Randy Moss. Randy Moss uh-huh. couldn't run over the middle like Jamar Chase. I don't care. Jamar Chase is the best receiver I've ever seen, and he wow. gets eight targets in your biggest game of the season. I don't get it. Why would you do that? Why would you do something like that? That's that's blasphemous. I, I didn't think it was a very good game plan. I thought everything should have been outside the numbers, especially when Sneed, went, Sneed got hurt on what, like the fourth or fifth play of the game? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought as soon as he went out, everything should have been outside the numbers. Now, the big thing was, you know, Spagnola did a heck of a job drawing up some blitzes in this game, getting after them, and, you know, trying to confuse the Bengals' offensive line. But everything quick outside the numbers worked for Cincinnati, and they didn't run enough quick outside the numbers stuff for me. Yeah, uh, We have someone in chat saying, uh, blame the game plan, laughing, crying emoji, perfect cop-out. Kyle, the, the, the Burrow haters are coming after you. Okay, I don't care. Um, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Joe Burrow has more playoff interceptions than Jameis Winston. I mean, uh, Kyle, these numbers are, are you know, I'm, I think I'm starting to agree with the chat. Oh yeah, you're you're off Joe Burrow now. Yeah, I think so. I think they talked me out of him. No, uh, but you know, I I, I think I I don't know. Uh, well, I don't disagree. I think that I kind of go the other way. I think I give credit to Kansas City more so than give blame, and and they deserve some blame for sure. But like, I don't know. I thought that they kind of had the strategy of we're going to double Jamar Chase a lot, which uh, Cincinnati countered by th- going to T Higgins, where there was that one. Just weird play where it looked like T. Higgins just like gave up on the route. I don't know what happened there. Ended up being an interception, but also a good play by uh, by Jalen Watson to get the interception. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I thought that Kansas City rose to the occasion. And the biggest thing, which you know we haven't touched on yet, but it's you know we could have led with it honestly because it was such a big deal. Was the Chris Jones of it all? Of I mean, he was just he, he was dominant. And I, I'm typically the guy who says uh, receivers win you football games, and I still believe that, but there's no denying that this was as big of an impact as you'll see an, a defensive line and offensive line have. Um, also, we have a super chat saying Bengals fans are Eagle fans now. Yep. I think that's probably true. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, Chris Jones was amazing. And I mean, I, I've, I've sung my praises to Chris Jones this season. He's my defensive player of the year. I don't, I don't know if he's going to win it, but I think he should. Um, and he was just an absolute homewrecker. And, you know, one of the things we thought was like, at least the interior for this Bengals offensive line was somewhat healthy. 
we thought that might be the thing that stood the chance. Mm-hmm. And he's still Ted Karras and um, the poor offensive guard who had a terrible game. He's like one of the healthy starters. He was the worst offensive lineman, I felt like, in this game. Um, you know, he just tore them up. And then even then, you know, <laughs> you want to put him on the outside. Chris Jones on the biggest play of the game bumps outside the defensive end, comes up to the huge sack there too. I mean, it's a, um, it was a, it was an incredible game for him. And, uh, you know, it opened up other things too. I mean, Frank Clark had some big moments in this game. I mean, just top to bottom, it was an impressive performance from the defensive line. Yeah. Do you think Akeem and Denji was annoyed when he's like, okay, uh, I'm now off. Uh, I'm now right tackle here. This is good. Glad I can be, uh, you know, uh, don't have to worry about Chris Jones. And then all of a sudden Chris Jones comes over here. He's like, what do I, what do I got to do to get away from this guy? I had to play you in the AFC championship last year on the inside. Now I'm on the outside. You're coming over here. Leave me alone. Yeah, he's just following him around, stalking yeah. his prey, honestly. It's rude. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I thought, you know, I thought what Spagnola did with this defensive line, I thought the way they disguised stuff was really impressive in this game. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the biggest thing was they were able to confuse Cincinnati a lot of this game, and that won them this game. But I just thought there was still chances to go outside on these guys, and I just didn't see enough of it. I don't disagree. I'm always a fan of taking shots downfield as much as possible, and I, I don't I don't disagree. Let's have a chat saying, uh, will the Bengals ever fix their O-line? Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did until it all got hurt. I mean, yeah. they, they paid their offensive line. They fixed everything that we wanted. And, um, you know, the injuries stink, but, you know, we can't really blame injuries at this point of the season. Everyone's hurt. I mean, you can blame. I mean, uh, tell, well, we'll talk about that when we get to San Francisco. I well, mean, that's, they're, they're, that's a little different, yeah. A little, yeah, sure. But, uh, but no, um, I, I think that that's fair. But, but again, I, I think I do think you have to give credit to the the Chiefs and what they were able to do. And I think it's fair to say, like the, the uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think we covered it. I think we nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I think we covered everything. I mean, um, is there anything we missed? We talked about officiating. We talked about. Uh, quarterbacks we talked about chris jones that was basically the game yeah where did what let's let's eulogize the Bengals here mm-hmm. uh another great season for them as they come so close i mean again uh if that personal foul at the end doesn't happen there's a real chance that uh you know, who knows maybe this game's still going on uh if if that doesn't happen um they came so close when they converted at third and 16 i really thought they were going to pull it off again i really felt like this the Bengals were going to find a way to do it um I don't know. I guess you're just kind of the same spot you've been in, right? Still trying to patch up the offensive line a little bit more. Uh, you know, I, I think they need an Eli Apple replacement. That feels like a, a real concern. But as a whole, I mean, the, you, you think about it, the Bengals are going to have T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow for their entire careers if they're not stupid. Uh, they're going to be all right. Well, Higgins, when does Higgins need to get paid? I guess is the question. Well, I, I believe he's he's been three years, so he still has yeah. uh, another year. He's still got some time, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. th- there are a few things they have to address. Jesse Bates and Von Bell are free agents. And, I mean, mm-hmm. h- however you feel about him, Eli Apple's a free agent, too. Hayden mm-hmm. Hurst, I thought, had a good year. He's a free agent, but that's someone they should be able to bring back. So there are things that they're going to have to address. And the other thing is, too, with all this is, um, um, you know, they're eventually going to have to start preparing for this Burrow contract. Sure. Um, you know, he's going to want the blank check and fill in his number. So that's going to be another part of this going forward. But yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be a few things they got to fix up that secondary, you know, make sure they bring all those guys back, get that offensive line healthy. They'll be back next season. 
Yeah, and listen, all those guys deserve to be paid. All those guys, if they're, I, I still think, you know, uh, we have uh, someone, if the Bengals aren't stupid, LOL, have you followed this franchise? Okay, fair, fair enough. But I'm just <laughs> saying, as long as they do the right thing, they should be okay. Uh, and, you know, um, there's things you can be, they have 43 million in cap space right now. This is a team that should, well, yes, that's the downside is you have to start paying them. The bright side is you still get another year of all these guys and rookie deals. This next yeah. year, is a year that you can really go for it. Uh, and I, I wouldn't hate if they did at all. And even, you know, after this, you, you still have, uh, you know, Burrow has the fifth-year option as well. So, uh, you, and again, even once they're getting paid, you're still going to be a team that's going to be really competitive because you have those three guys. Yeah. I don't even know what their ca- salary cap situation looks like for next year, but I'm assuming with that, all those rookies, it's still pretty good. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you don't bring back one of Bates or Bell, that's going to become a big part because I think those safety, you know, we, we kind of say safeties are the least important part of the secondary. I do think those safeties are pretty important for them. Yeah, I, I would agree. Also, uh, you know, Zachary Stewart bringing up a good point. Kelsey Burrowhead comment thoughts. Yeah, uh, glad you brought that up. That's the other thing. But, you know, I have to say, Kyle, uh, my last thought about this game is uh, I picked the Bengals. I was very confident about the Bengals. And then this all week, you start to hear these, the Cincinnati mayors making comments about it. And then you have the, uh, they're calling it Burrowhead. I'm like, okay, why are you doing all this before the game has started? Felt like they were, felt like the tends to not end well. Yeah, that was uh, bizarre, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Like, I don't know. Just like, wait listen, a week. I, I know you've beaten Kansas City, but you mm-hmm. do have to remember, like, you haven't won a Super Bowl yet. Right. Like five years from now, if, no one's going to give a shit who you are if mm-hmm. you don't win the title. Right. So talking talking junk to Kansas City when you haven't won anything, like focus on winning, then talking. Like when has anyone talked before they won and then it worked out in their favor? Like uh, that's Richard just idiotic. Sherman. That was the one. That was the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. So mm-hmm. that, that one, out of, one, of a, one out of a billion. I don't know. Yeah. That just seems bizarre. You know, I just don't. I don't know. You win some shit before you ready. You're ready to run your mouth. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. Well, we will see if they can do that next year. But for now, they will not. Uh, let's. The Chiefs will be playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Let's talk about a weird game. Uh, you know, I I, I tweeted out uh, at halftime. Uh, you know, last last week I tweeted out uh, maybe uh, the Eagles might be good when they were destroying the Giants. Uh, and people got people were like, "Oh no, the Giants just suck." And tweeted it out again in the middle of this game. And people were like, "Oh no, it's just a fourth string quarterback." Like a lot of people. And I'm like, I, I'm just I, I'm just making a silly little comment. Why is everyone so mad at me? I thought this was I thought Twitter was a place for fun. What's happening here? Yeah, Twitter is no longer a place for fun. Uh, no, the Eagles are sad. good. They are a very good football team. Uh, you know, this is a very talented team. And you know, at, at the end of the day, guess what? If the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year, no one's going to care five years from now who they played, who right. was on the roster, and who was healthy. All that's going to matter, all that's going to matter, is the banner, and that's all we're going to have to care about. And if this Eagle team wins the Super Bowl, they're more than deserving because from the beginning of the year to now, they've been probably the best team in the league. So you have to give them credit for that. Yeah, uh, we have uh, the chat saying, still remember back uh, earlier in the regular season, Kyle kept doubting the Eagles. Kyle, do you, do you need to apologize to the Eagles? Yeah, I think I, you know, I think I, I thought that, you know, I was still skeptical of things early in the season. And um, I think I came around more and more. I still picked the Niners in this game, but I mean, I still, I would have liked to see this game with both, you know, with the quarterbacks, but at the same time, the Eagles outplayed them. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think it's like, 
I don't know. I don't get why. Like both things can be true, right? The Eagle, the Niners had an absolutely abysmal quarterback situation because of the injury to Purdy and Josh Johnson. Uh, you know, not ideal when you have uh, four quarterbacks who are banged up. But uh, you know, when you have something like this happen, obviously that affects things. But like we could still evaluate the game, and if this happened in the regular season, we would still say, "Hey, good win by the Eagles." We would also say, "Weird," you know. I, I the way I tweeted it out, and this is how I feel is. I think there is an asterisk on the Niners loss. I think you sit here and say, given the situation, it was a weird spot. What are you going to do? Uh, I think for the Eagles, though, there's no asterisk on their win. You beat who's in front of you. The reason why they got to play the Giants last week was because they earned a one seed. They're, you know, yes, at this point, they got lucky with a Purdy injury. But like one lucky, what, is Aaron Rodgers not a true champion because Jay Cutler got hurt in the NFC Championship game? Like, one injury does not equate to, oh, you know, that's the only reason you're here. The Eagles had lucky breaks on their way to get to the Super Bowl. The Eagles are not lucky to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I don't know. It's all like, if Minnesota had managed to beat that Giants team, it would we say San Francisco's lucky because they played Minnesota? Like, I don't, right. I don't get it. Like, right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's, it's hard to... Like, I can understand the strength of schedule argument when it's the middle of the regular season and say, like, if a team's like seven and one in the regular season and you're like, eh, I don't know, they haven't really played anybody, that's fair. But the team's making the freaking Super Bowl. Like, right. at some point, strength of schedule does not matter. At some mm-hmm. point, who you play does not matter. Like, you you have made it to the point where you are the best team in the NFC, and it was a weird NFC season. It was, but this was by far the best team from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. This isn't fluky. Well, yeah, and also, like, I have to say, too, like, putting up, I, I get the situation. I get that how offense and defense does work together, all of that. Putting up 31 points, regardless of how you do it, is still impressive against this Niners defense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did a pretty good job. I, I you know. It wasn't perfect. No, it was, it was a pretty ugly game at times, for sure. Sure. I thought San Francisco, I thought they did pretty well defensively, but at the same time, they ended up letting this game get away from them, and, um. Do, do you, I guess my one question: Do you think Shanahan kind of just mailed it in? No. Why do you Why do you think he did? <laughs> he didn't call a timeout the whole game. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Well, like, maybe at the end. Maybe at the end he did. I, I don't. That's probably true. But uh, Shanahan was mad at the refs. Shanahan was very upset at them. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like he he didn't call a timeout the entire game. Like it just seemed like he was like, if Josh Johnson completes the pass, I I am perfectly happy. If he doesn't. It's okay. We tried our best. I don't know. This wasn't the most creative Kyle Shanahan game, I thought, until the very end where they had like four reverse handoffs on the last drive because Brock Purdy literally couldn't throw it five yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, they should have just put McCaffrey at quarterback and seen what happened. Yeah, I, I like the idea of uh, I saw someone say just punt it on first down and then uh, try to get like a defensive touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that would have been something. That's like the mm-hmm. Joe Judge, you know, back-to-back QB sneaks. <laughs> right, yeah. Joe Judge with the head of his time. Yeah, so uh, I, the thing was the, the defense just got so frustrated, it seemed like, by the end of this. I think they the defense definitely felt like this game was lost by halftime because they played well, and yet they were down 21-7. They played mm-hmm. really well in the first half and were down 21-7, mostly because their coach didn't challenge the, you know, play on the sideline on a fourth down and one that they got to stop. And then a big turnover by their fourth string quarterback set up the third touchdown. Like that they're probably thinking this should have been at least seven, seven and said we're down two touchdowns. Yeah. Well, uh, 
I mean, for sure. Although I do have to say, I thought the Eagles missed some opportunities early on in this game. I thought the Eagles yeah. could have, like, there was that missed. Th- I, I actually thought Jalen Hurts didn't have a great day in this one. No. Uh, he, you know, his numbers are terrible. Uh, I, I didn't realize they were that bad of 121 yards on 25 attempts, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, you know, the, the statistics aren't very good. Uh, I thought he still made some plays in this one. I didn't think it was as bad as that would suggest, but he definitely missed some throws and could have had another one of those. You know how, like, in these, like, I don't know, these week six, seven matchups where he just having like 300 yards on 30 attempts, uh, kind of things. He could have had that potentially had he had a couple more throws. Yeah, he had a play, he had one to Brown that I thought mm-hmm. Brown had a step like on a 70 yard touchdown. Yeah, and he missed that one. And then I think there was another one to, was it Watkins that he missed too? I mean, he had a yeah. couple downfield. He had a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he definitely, definitely missed. But at the same time, like, the, the beauty of Jalen Hurts and what makes him so fantastic is. Even when you got, even when it's not his best throwing day, I mean, he runs that read option so damn well. I mean, yeah. There, how many times did he fake out the cameraman with that read option? Like it felt like five <laughs> right. times in this game. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it felt like the cameraman's first time working a football game. How bad he was reading these Jalen Hurts handoffs, um, and he was just so good at it. And it just seemed like whenever they needed a first down there, they were getting it in the second half. Yeah, you know, another thing I thought that was amazing in this game with the Eagles, uh, which, you know, we tend to not give this part of it uh, as much credit, but I thought the offensive line was fantastic in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about the defensive line they had to block, and, I mean, they were, I don't know, practically flawless. They had gave it one sack in this one. Uh, I mean, this felt like a, uh, you know, they, they they really showed why, you know, part of why, uh, you know, they're a huge reason why the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I think Sumalo and Kelsey is my favorite two offensive linemen in the league. Okay. Like, Sumalo's just, just like, he he's like a, what's the truck I'm thinking of with the big thing in front of it for construction to like run stuff over. Okay. Uh, what What is it like a bulldozer? Yeah. Bulldozer. There we go. Okay. He's just a bulldozer right there. The line of scrimmage. Wow. I'm losing it. It's like, <laughs> you're good. Uh, and then Jason Kelsey, I mean, he basically is a fullback. Like right. disguised as a center, uh-huh. like the way he he punches through holes and just creates holes by pulling as a center, it's one of the most remarkable things you'd ever see. Like, yeah, he literally is like a fullback and a center at the same time. Yeah, uh, no, it's it, it's fantastic what what they're able to do. They're 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 one of the few teams like you actually enjoy watching. Uh, like you're like, oh, you I want to see him run the ball more. Like, why are you passing? The running is fun. Yeah. All five of their guys are good on the offensive line. Those two I just thought were fantastic in this game and have been all season, really. Yeah. Kyle, there was a point uh, in this one where Jalen Hurts got a little got a little shaken up uh, in like the third or fourth quarter. And I was thinking, oh my God, do not make us. Oh no, actually, maybe, maybe it would have been a good thing. Maybe you know, Gardner Minshew Super Bowl, perhaps. Uh, but I was, I'm very happy Jalen Hurts is going to be able to go for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, although he might get suspended. They were just talking about it. Get, getting off the field to off the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be uh, if they did that. The NFL, <laughs> sto- the 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 NFL is rigged crowd. Uh, you know, uh, would be having a field day. Could you imagine if like ten Eagles like got suspended from that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Actually, so there's this incident happening late in the game. Uh, we have a couple of uh, super chat. I'll go to super chat and then we'll talk about it after. Uh, okay. Uh, Deontay Smith saying Jawan Jennings was a four-star college recruit at the quarterback position. Not sure why uh, Kyle Shanahan didn't give him a try tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, interesting. I mean, I don't know. Uh. I'm not sure how much he knows the plays, but that's interesting. Also, I mean, poor Niners. Let, let me talk on this real quick because sure. I think 
I think people recruiting rankings don't mean crap for high school quarterbacks. I just have to say that. Like, okay. So I just got to say, DJ Dallas is legitimately the running back for the Seahawks, was legitimately one of the best high school quarterbacks I've ever seen. Like, Mm -hmm. honest to God, he was that good of a quarterback. Nobody's asking him to draw passing plays in the Seahawks offense. Like, it's a huge step between high school quarterback to the NFL. I'm just, it's it's not really a, you know, he hasn't probably thrown the ball since he was 18, too. So that's a huge thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, uh, yeah. poor Niners went from Zeke at center to Kelsey at center. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, that's that's a tough, tough uh, situation. But yeah, uh, back to the, uh, the scuffle at the end. Uh, There's kind of some pushing and shoving. Eventually, Trent Williams just shoved someone to the ground. There was, uh, you know, uh, then kind of a scuffle broke out. A lot of guys ran out, off the sideline. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just trying to, I feel like there was no chance. There's no chance that what would have had to happen for someone to get suspended for the Super Bowl? Like, well, here, here's a question: What would Jalen Hurts have had to do in that instance to get himself suspended for the Super Bowl? I think he could have uh, kicked someone and been okay. Maybe if he like pulled out a chair and like knocked somebody in the head with it, that's probably the closest thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe if he pulled a pulled a Miles Garrett. Yeah, uh, that's probably the only thing that would have got him suspended for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I think it would. I think it would, it would have been tough. I don't, don't think that's that would have happened. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, again, weird game for the Eagles, but weird game for the Niners. I mean, this is really a a bitter end to what was a fun season for the Niners. Of they were in a situation where going into this year, we didn't know what to expect with them as they, you know, big questions at the quarterback position last year, they made the conference final, but it kind of felt like they got a little bit fluky in there, right? They were underdogs in every playoff game that they were in. So it was just kind of a weird situation. But then this year they kind of show like, no, they're, they're, they're legit. They belong here. No one was surprised when they made the conference final this time. Brock Purdy, Purdy mania was so much fun. I'm sad it's over. Uh, Cause it was a lot of fun, but just, you know, what, uh, uh, you know, what was it? The fifth play or no earlier than that. I think one of the first plays of the game for him, uh, he ends up getting hit by uh, Hassan Reddick hurts his arm. And that's the, you know, that's basically the season as uh, Kyle Shanahan can work wonders, but it seems like no one can win with Josh Johnson out there. Well, I mean, 13 teams have tried. So at this point, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it it got to the point where it was, um, you know, that was just too much to overcome. And, you know, I think the thing is, too, is like I thought they got a little bit of a rhythm going. And I was like, maybe, you know, if they get into the half down 14 7, because I know the Eagles came back down and scored, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe there's a chance here. Um, but then th- to drop that snap there and then the Eagles yeah. get another one, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, this is it. I didn't mm-hmm. need to see the second half and didn't want to see the second half after what I watched. Yeah, to be honest, Josh Johnson did not look ready, and it's kind of hard to blame him. I think he, I think he's, you know, uh, I don't know how many of these people he even like knows by their name. Like, uh, you know, I mean, how long has he been with the, the Niners at this point? I don't know. So it's like it, you can't really blame him in this spot. Like a fourth string quarterback just isn't going to, you know, gel perfectly. But like, you know, there was like there was some uh, they weren't getting the, the play in in time and things like that. There were just some issues going on, uh, which again. There are going to be issues when you have your fourth string quarterback in, but like uh, you know, you hope that things work out okay. You hope you can at least run the offense, and he just wasn't able to do it, unfortunately. And that's that's a big part of why they lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really tough. And I mean, how, how much time do you think he actually had to learn this playbook and be ready? I mean, there's there's just nothing you can really prepare for. 
Um, I just don't know. Yeah, I just I I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can envision a scenario where Josh Johnson was good enough to win this game. I really don't. Yeah, it's it just the scenario. Certainly, it, it the scenario would at least be he's like their backup quarterback all season long and has time to prepare for them and stuff like that. It's just weird. We're you know I, I don't know that Christian McCaffrey run was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was good mm-hmm. in this game, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I guess you know if we're gonna if we're gonna eulogize you know as we eulogize all these teams in the playoffs so far, mm-hmm. if we're gonna eulogize the 49ers, I mean, at the very least, you know. The, the first part is uh it, the first part is uh you know figuring out the quarterback situation which one of those guys is going to start mm-hmm. but you could take some solace in Trent Williams is coming back Debo Samuel is coming back George Kittle's coming back and Christian McCaffrey's coming back and that's a pretty good place to start yeah uh they have a couple of guys they have to resign but nothing that major and they should be able to resign those guys or replace them so that's kind of the good news they should be able to keep this core together uh, one of the things that's funny, Kyle, is their first draft pick in this upcoming draft will be in round five. Wow. They don't have a draft trades, pick because yeah. of the, you know, they, they still don't have a first round pick from the uh, Trey Lance trade. And then with the McCaffrey trade, uh, they don't have a second, third or fourth round pick, meaning that they don't pick again. They have two fifth round picks, though. Yeah. Well, hopefully they get an all-pro. They're going to have to draft a right tackle because, uh, you know, just manifesting Mike McGlinchey to the New England Patriots. That's all I want. Um, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, he's yeah, he's one of their uh, free agents, uh, which they could resign or replace. I think they should be okay there. Uh, and again, the nice thing you have is we always say the value of having a quarterback on a rookie deal. Well, hey, they got two of them. <laughs> they have two quarterbacks <laughs> on a rookie deal. So what um, do you do here? I guess is the question. Because I, I had seen some people say, I had seen some people say this is Brock Purdy's last start. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's true, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's true too. Um, obviously, I think that they, I'm assuming, like, I don't know. Do they call some of these free agent quarterbacks? Do they let these two compete for it? I mean, how does this work? Here's what I would do. Uh, I say Trey Lance Brock Purdy, neither one of your quarterback one, neither one of your quarterback two. We have the training camp. We have, uh, you know, practice. We have the uh, preseason. We will make our decision at a certain point then of who will be quarterback one and who will be quarterback two. It's an open competition. Let them fight it out and then have a quarterback by the end. And then you have, you know, if it doesn't go well, you have another option. Just whoever gives you a better chance to win. I think that's it's that simple. You're a championship contending roster. Whoever gives you the best chance to win. For me, I probably lean Brock Purdy right now. Uh, but you know, maybe they like what they see it with uh, in practice with Trey Lance. And if he can win the job, I think that would be fine. Yeah, I mean, we. It's so hard to tell what Lance is going to be. I mean, he hasn't really had a chance. Right. I, I assume that you know, there's still a ton of talent there. There's still a lot to like from that draft that draft him when he showed on tape. But at the same time, like Purdy has shown it in the games a lot more, which is saying something. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes this off season. Um, I don't think it's going to be a Brady team. I really don't like, I get the story, you know, local guy, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But at the same time, like if you have these two players, one, you know, I know he's on a rookie deal, Trey Lance, but you invested a significant amount to get Trey Lance. And you also have this Brock Purdy thing in the, your back pocket. Is it really even worth paying $20 million for a quarterback? 
Isn't this we're doing it again, Kyle? Uh, this is what we said, uh, you know, three years ago with Brady. I don't know. This feels different though, because the 49ers have more leverage than like everybody else. Like Tampa Bay was like, we need you to win a Super Bowl. The 49ers mm-hmm. had the leverage here. But didn't that happen last time too? The 49ers were like, oh, we're a good team. Like, we, you know, uh, weren't they like coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, if I remember correctly? Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it could have been, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it, the parallels between this. And you're right. You can't just assume that the same thing is going to happen because it happened last time. But the parallels between these two situations are just very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I, I, I mean, these guys are also younger and paid less than Jimmy Garoppolo at that time. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I just I don't know if I, I'm paying Tom Brady when I have these two guys. I have one other point, Kyle. So you have Brock Purdy. You have Trey Lance. Do you just need other guys in the room? Why is Kyle Shanahan always get screwed? If like Kyle Shanahan probably wants like seven quarterbacks th- to be on his roster, maybe that's what they use their fifth round pick on. Like, <laughs> yeah, both of them. Um, well, yeah, apparently I mean, they dressed well late with quarterbacks, so maybe not the worst idea. Yeah, figure something out. Uh, that's just crazy. It keeps happening to this team. Like, can we even yeah, blame injuries anymore? It's it's the same thing over and over again. I can't believe it. Yeah, I don't understand it all. You have to think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be gone. I feel like some team's going to overpay for him, right? Some team's going to talk themselves into a one-year Jimmy Garoppolo season. And he's, and he's coming like, off a good year. Yeah, he's going to end up with like 10 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. And then we're going to be like, oh, wait. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's really good. Yeah, in the eight games he plays before getting injured. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I see Garopp- Garoppolo's gone. You got these two guys. I say just let him battle it out. Yeah, I think that's probably the move. And again, it's a well, it's a disappointing end. I think this is a good season for the Niners. I think that they, I, I see no reason why they shouldn't be back next year. Uh, I mean, they they once they address that secondary because that's probably the biggest thing is they got like three or four set guys as long corner. as yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't see a reason, and they probably going to replace Demeco Ryan's because it sounds like he's going to Denver. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. But at the same time, they've done a really good job getting defensive coordinators in that building. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that's true. Uh, agree with everything you said. Kyle, we talked about I, I teased the uh, the calls in this one. Let's talk about the when we talk about Shanahan, the not challenging a play where it was a fourth down uh, bomb to Devonta Smith, which appeared to be a great catch. But on uh, further review, we later realized was not a catch. It was an incomplete pass. Uh, and it was weird because like they went to commercial and I, you know, I, I made, I uploaded a video saying like, okay, let's break this down. doesn't really seem like a catch. I don't see like, uh, or I'm not sure if it's a catch or not. I can't see a clear angle. And then the second I get, you know, post it and watch the next clip, they're like, here is this clear angle saying it's not a catch. I'm like, okay, well, that's great. Now I got to fix that. But, uh, <laughs> the, um, you know, it was, it was not a catch Shanahan though. The Eagles rushed up to the line. Shanahan chose not to risk the challenge, obviously in hindsight. It should have been a challenge. Uh, you know, he didn't. He assumed it was a catch at the time. But a and again, I believe the commentator uh, even said like they're hurrying up, but they don't have to worry about it. It was a catch, and it, like it wasn't. Uh, but you yeah. know, if that was a challenge, I don't think the game changes. You know, I don't know what would have happened to change this game unless the butterfly effect meant that Purdy wouldn't have gotten injured or something like that. But the reality is, this was this was the first uh, missed call, and there were some several weird ones. Yeah, uh, obviously stinks not to get that challenge flag off. But I mean, so the one question I have about all this is because we see it time and time again, like 
what is these expedited NFL officiating things from the booth doing? Like, they have access to all of this, so we think. Mm-hmm. And, like, we see it all the time. Like, they had it on that Chiefs play where the Mahomes was tackled in the backfield. He flipped the ball, and they initially called it a completed pass. But then they, you know, said, oh, his knee was down. Like, especially on a fourth and one, how is that not ready for an expedited review sort of thing? Well, I think the Eagles rushed to the line, right? Uh, Isn't that part of the thing is like, uh, you know, you have to, you you only have the time that you you have. It's sort of like they don't want to just review every play, right? They can't just slow down. They can't let the Eagles not run a hurry up. But they are literally reviewing every play. That's the whole point of this, right? That they can get a review. But it's in 10 without slowing. To, but you don't want to have like a full, you know, five minute review every play. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But I thought the whole point of this was that they can quickly get calls down to the field if something's blatantly wrong. And this was blatantly wrong. I thought. I disagree. I disagree for two reasons. For one, I think there was only one angle that showed that it was blatantly wrong. I think every other angle you couldn't really tell. Uh, so you know, would have taken some time to find the right angle. Uh, the other reason I disagree is I think the system is designed that the clear and obvious stuff that you see right away that gets called, like the you know the Mahomes thing you talked about earlier, that they'll look at the first review they see, see that it's different, and then they can change it. Be the more difficult stuff, which takes a little bit more time to review, that's what the challenges are for. That's what Shanahan has. Shanahan should have taken the chance to throw the challenge flag. He chose not to. Uh, to me, it's not a not a system failure. It's a Shanahan failure. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair because, I mean, at the same time, he's got to be able to get that out. And he's got to figure, you know. if So <laughs> I saw the thing with, uh, I think McAfee tweeted out, like, if you see a guy rushing to the line, you should immediately throw a challenge flag. Uh huh. Right. And, like, yeah. I mean, I think there's some. Right. Because Smith to it. was doing it. He was the yeah. ones like calling to think. Yeah. He was the one hurrying everyone to the line. I mean, mm-hmm. at that point, you probably got to think it's not a catch. I mean, because we haven't actually seen someone like fake running to the line to get someone to burn a challenge flag, right? Like, yeah, no, be a good no move. NFL player, I don't think, has ever thought of that. Uh huh. Well, yeah. You're not going to. Well, and it kind of takes me to my next thing about like the wire thing of the ball hit the wire. Uh, and went like you know sideways basically after that, and it ended up being like a shanked punt, but it, it wasn't. It was just the ball hit the wire, and like you know it is because everyone on the Eagles bench immediately points towards the wire. But, like no one would have ever like. There's no way they could have they would have coordinated that. They didn't say like okay th- we're gonna shank it on this one, and everyone's gonna point to the wire. Like you know yeah. you, you can't plan that thing kind of thing happening. But then like again you watch the like replay, and it's like okay, I, I can't say it definitively if it hit the wire, but we know it did. Uh, it's just kind of like that. That was another weird one. Well, it was funny because like, like they were saying, why isn't there a cam? I kept seeing why isn't there an a camera angle of this? Like mm-hmm. the sky cam is literally supposed to be the highest camera <laughs> angle, like, right? Uh-huh. I don't know why someone would think of having a higher camera angle to view the uh, wire. Uh, right, it's a really tough one. Like if the ref doesn't see it, because it happened to the Patriots this year, uh, where mm-hmm. that was a pass. Yeah, yeah. I I don't care what you know ESPN says. The ball uh-huh. hits, clearly hits the wire and changes direction. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was throwing the ball away, and it led to a pick. Um, so I mean, it, it's just bizarre because it's really like unless you're paying attention to it, because they showed it the multiple cameras of like the overhead thing. Mm-hmm. You can't even see the wire in the f- footage; like you, you actually can't see it. Right. <laughs> so Kyle, I have a plan. I have a plan. You you get a guy. You have the guy sit near a wire. <laughs> if the wire does like a wobble, then you say, okay, it hit the wire. 
What if we get a tightrope person? Ooh. Walker, and then if they fall because something hits the wire and knocks them over, we know that it's... Yeah, that's good. I, I like that. The, yeah, we know perfect. that it hit the wire. Yeah, I mean, there we go. This is the foolproof plan. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is the NFL. Uh, you know, uh, let us know. There was also a controversial uh, roughing the punter penalty in this one. Uh, it was ruled roughing instead of running into. Oh, that was or... a horrible call. Oh my God. Okay, well, let's talk about it. So here's... Uh, so the rule is, it's a little bit of a confusing rule. The rule is if you hit the kicking leg while it's in the air, then it's running into, it's not roughing. Uh, there is an amendment to it, which is if the ref deems it to be enough force, you can make it roughing. You can choose to make it roughing if it's enough force. Um, kind of looked like he was pushed into the punter from one angle. I thought from the other angle, it actually didn't look as bad, but there was a little bit of a push there. To me, it felt like it should have been just running into, and that's the call I would have made. Although the one thing I also have to say is there's a note that says if it's questionable, then you rule it roughing. If there's any question, you rule it roughing, not running into. I still thought it was running into. Yeah, I did too. And not to mention, isn't it if the offensive lineman is pushing the defensive lineman, it's a known call? Yeah, but I didn't actually think, I think it looked like that from one angle. I didn't actually think he was doing that. I thought that it just kind of his arms ended up. There was one angle where it looked like that, but then like uh, when you look at the overhead head angle, I think that he was just blocking and he got done with the block uh, kind of at that point and his hands were on the Niners player, but his momentum was already taking him there. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I, I thought it was running. I didn't think there was enough. Like it didn't like, it wasn't like he knocked this guy straight over or anything, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, the, the punter was largely able to kind of avoid the hit. But I mean, there was enough contact to throw the flag, but he was largely able to throw the hit that I didn't understand the call. Yeah, I think it running. just, I think the, just the way that he kind of fell down, uh, the fact that it kind of caused him to fall over. Again, another thing it says in the rule is that uh, if it feels like there's, um, it, 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 something about like, uh, if it seems like there's like a threat to an injury, like if, if it's like a, a risk of injury, then it's roughing as well, uh, which I'm assuming that's why, I'm assuming that's why it was called. I think the Eagles probably go for it on fourth and one, though. Yeah, I think so, too. Nick Sirianni goes for it on everything. I mean, and I'm pretty sure they get it, too. Yeah, because they have this, you know, quarterback sneak play. Right, because they have they the best. Just they have your, your two guys uh, on the interior. Yeah, this was the uh, this was the one. Th- I saw it once in this game where it didn't work. And it was shocking that it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But it was also like third and one and a half. And it was kind of uh-huh. bizarre to run it on that play, but they did. Right. And then they ran it another play, like the next play, and still got it. Yeah, uh, no, uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff by these two teams. Uh, I don't have anything else to add for this game. Do you have anything? Uh, no, no, I think we just about covered it. Uh, like I said, I mean, the Eagles played well. Uh, I guess one of the things, too, is um, <laughs> Hassan Reddick was awesome in this game. You know, we gave yeah. our flowers to Chris Jones, and uh, there might have been an argument for a defensive player of the year not snub, at least nominated. Maybe not win it, but at least nominated, I thought. I can see it. Yeah, I mean, he got to the quarterback a lot this year. Incredible year for him. Again, one of those weird things where, like, I don't know. Hassan Reddick is going to be the people. There's people are going to talk to themselves into, like, eight different defensive linemen saying he could be our Hassan Reddick this year. Yeah. I mean, he, he might have been the signing of the summer, but at the same time, like, so it was bizarre because he's like, uh, he's like PFF's, like, third best defensive lineman on Philadelphia. <laughs> okay sure like, yeah he's also like the 13th best defensive lineman in the league by pff grade uh-huh. and he's got the numbers to back it up i mean he was pretty spectacular i thought this season 
Yeah, no, it's it's great. Yeah, uh, Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham both with higher uh, grades there. Actually, uh, and then you know uh, Javon Hargrave is thirteenth as an as, among the interior defensive linemen, whereas Reddick is thirteenth among edge rushers. So uh, interesting stuff there. But yeah, I mean this Eagles. Uh, I was worried for Joe Burrow's safe uh, safety when uh, it looked like they the Bengals could win that game and they played the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, you would hope uh, Cap is able to play or something like that, but don't have to yeah. worry about that now. <laughs> no, do not. Uh, although hopefully Mahomes is healthy there. Um, we have uh, the great super. Uh, oh, su- I almost called him Super Lap Overlap Six One Eight. Where That's do the so Niners good. go from here at quarterback? Do they trade Trey Lance and Jimmy G? What about Purdy? Where does Brady fit into this? And where does he go? Overlap. We said this. We went over this. We did go over this. Mm-hmm. Keep both. Keep both Lance and Purdy. Let them battle it out. Yeah, you need both uh, quarterbacks because one of those quarterbacks getting hurt knowing you're locked. What if they could get Lamar? Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would be. I would do that if you can get Lamar. Uh, I don't know. That'd be fun. It'd be an int- It's going to be an interesting Lamar conversation this offseason. There's a couple teams I'm looking at that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Is one of them? Uh, does one of them happen to play in New England? No, no, I wasn't. Okay. I, I mean, fingers crossed, but I mean, that's not who I was looking at. Yeah, I want to say under two, uh, you know, I think the two that we are thinking about are Tampa Bay and the Patriots, but I don't know how likely that is. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of either of those teams. Uh, <laughs> the the most fun for me would be if uh, the most fun offseason content to me would be if Minnesota could trade Kirk Cousins and then get Lamar Jackson. Ooh, that would be good. Also, uh, Overlap says, uh, sorry, I clicked off. It's okay, Overlap. We, we understand. Uh, it happens. Uh, yes. Uh, no. Um, we'll get into the all of that in, in a second. We will get into, you know, uh, this offseason, plenty of time to talk about the, the Lamar Jackson of it all. Should be an awesome Super Bowl. I mean, this is, I don't know, two best, at least best team in the NFC and best team in the AFC. Uh, I think are here. I think the two best teams in football. I think this season, uh, you know, last year was the year of the upset. This year is the year of the right teams winning. I feel like. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was the, from, I would say from beginning of the season, to the end of the season, these are the two best teams. I think you can make an argument at times, San Francisco and Cincinnati played better. Um, mm-hmm. Like you could say this, the best version of Cincinnati and best version of San Francisco this season were the two best teams this year. But I sure. think from the beginning to the end of the year, I mean, the records speak for themselves, too. These are the two best teams. Yeah, absolutely dominant. And again, you think about the Eagles. Like, the Eagles have lost one. The only team to beat uh, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts as a starter is the the Washington Commanders. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, what are the, what is the combined record now? 32 and six between these two teams this year? I mean, that's incredible stuff. Uh huh. And it'd be 32 and four if you just talk, uh, look at the starters' record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, so, you know, should be awesome. We are going to have plenty of coverage. So we got to talk about how we're going to do this because typically, so we have uh, three shows to fill before the the Super Bowl. Typically, we do the the Wednesday before the Super Bowl. That's our preview. I'm assuming we're still doing that this uh, year, correct? Yeah, of course. We'll do our picks at the very last moment. Okay, yeah. So then I think what we always do is, as well is we'll do a an MVP uh, draft. Right, we done. That's what we've done in the past. Do you want to do that this year as well, or should we do this off air? Should we figure out our plans off air? Uh, no, we can talk about it. Yeah, let the chat stick around. Let the, let so, the chat. yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, this Wednesday, we will do. Uh, what do we want to do this Wednesday? Do we want to do off season recap stuff? 
yeah, I was wondering if you want to do that. Uh, sure, we can do that. Let, yeah, let's do like an off-season recap. Because uh, we haven't Wednesday. talked on any of the coaching stuff. We haven't talked on, mm-hmm. um, you know, draft stuff. We haven't, you know, upcoming free agents, that kind of thing. We could touch on that. I would say Sunday the 5th, we'll draft our Super Bowl MVPs. Okay. And then the 8th, we'll do our preview and picks. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Like it. Uh, sounds good. And then, uh, obviously, so we're going to be doing it. Uh, we want to just do so. We'll do nine each day, Wednesday and Sunday, until the Super Bowl, where we'll be back at. Uh, let's do midnight on the Super Bowl. Yeah, sounds good to me. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So just to reiterate, uh, uh, Wednesday at nine, we will be doing a general recap of the offseason. Maybe get some Super Bowl stuff in there as well. Uh, you know, and you know, I'm sure there will be some things that come out about the, the, these games in the next couple of days. So we can talk about all of that. Um, then on uh, Sunday, a week from today, we will draft who we believe will win Super Bowl MVP. That's always kind of a you know a show that gets off the rails. Always a fun one. <laughs> and then uh, I think I really think our best show of the year is always our Super Bowl uh, preview. I think we do uh, you know a lot of always a lot of fun stuff there and interesting stuff because you know we've been diving into every single little thing about the Super Bowl and uh, that one's always I think a very good one. That will be a week from Wednesday at nine. Uh, all these are at nine, and then finally midnight after the Super Bowl, we will recap the Super Bowl and talk about who is the Super Bowl champion. Uh, Only one football game left, Kyle. One football game left, but it's the biggest of them all. We're getting ready for it. How early do you think it's too early to draft Jason Kelsey, the Super Bowl MVP? Um, I, I, I think, uh, I think pick two would be too early. I think uh, early. you gotta, 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 gotta go with, uh, gotta go Hertz one and Minshew two. And then I think you go Kelsey. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I think so. And then uh, Mahomes is four. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. Uh, uh, yeah, someone's gonna take that seriously and get mad at Mahomes. Still no respect. Oh my god, put some respect on his name. I think my two favorite people are the uh, the Mahomes gets no respect person and the Mahomes is actually bad person. I think those two people are. Uh, it yeah. just goes to show the internet will argue about anything. Yeah, Mahomes. Mahomes isn't doing anything we haven't seen before. You know, <laughs> if Mahomes, uh, if 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 Mahomes makes this pass, the internet goes crazy. Yeah. Oh man, that's always good stuff. I mean, I don't know. This feels like you know, what is that tweet that like people people are just arguing with no one sometimes? Like, mm-hmm. oh, Steph Curry can't shoot. That's, right. that's the Mahomes is over. You know, Mahomes is disrespected kind of conversation to me. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think he's well yeah. respected. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we got it. I think I think we're uh, you know we're aware. Uh, yeah, no, um, should be awesome. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, uh, should be should be a lot of fun. Uh, cannot wait for the Super Bowl. Uh, it really does feel like it's the I don't know. Uh, it, it just it, I I love when a Super Bowl feels bigger than it is. Right, and either way, you're gonna have an awesome story here of the Eagles winning a Super Bowl, having the best rebuild in NFL history, uh, or you have the the Chiefs, you know, Mahomes getting his second ring and kind of building that legacy. It should be awesome either way. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Arizona in two weeks. Yeah. do it live from Arizona. <laughs> we should, yeah. Uh, we won't, but, we, you know, uh, if anyone wants to sponsor us, uh, you know, let us know. Uh, to let us go to Arizona. Uh, you know, uh, you can uh, tweet at me. as at by Kyle Grandin. Yeah, uh, don't tweet at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kyle, let me know where you can find us on Twitter before we head out. 
Uh, make sure to follow him at Jackson Kruger Sports. Make sure to follow me. Oh, no. At Jackson Kruger. Make sure to follow me at by Kyle Gronin. And make sure to follow the account page at On the Sideline JK. That's at On the Sideline JK. Yes, of course. If you like audio only podcast, uh, anywhere you get the audio only podcast, it's available. It's On the Sideline podcast. So check that out. Um, Kyle, your Bruins are doing good. Yeah, until we just lost three in a row. But... Well, yeah, that wasn't great. That, that Panthers game was tough. Yeah, the lightning game was so stupid. I hate Andre Vasilevsky. Can that uh-huh. guy just lose his legs or something? Like <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> in a very non-serious way, can he lose his legs? I'm so no, tired uh, of this. I'm so hey, tired you got, of this man being in my life. You got, you got. This is what uh, we all had to deal with Brady for you know uh, 20 years. Now, now I get to have one of these guys. I'm, I'm holding on to him. I don't think Andre Vasilevsky is quite the same, but he is very good. I mean, I'm not he's saying he's Brady. I'm just saying he's you know a superstar. I can't take it. Like this guy, it seems like every time he plays us, he stands on his head too. I, I just hate it. I, I think I think the, there's uh, you know thirty other teams that also feel like that. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he is very good. Uh, basically, won you that game because we had a lot of offensive zone time. Uh, Got to get right here. Three in a row. Don't want to see that. Let's get back in the win column. Playing Toronto, our favorite place in Toronto. There Let's you go. It. Let's make it happen. I also have to say though, I don't, you know, I, I don't know just talk with oh, uh, set the win total. Uh, trust me, uh, not as good as it sounds. As a Lightning fan, um, not always fun to tie to tie to win record for most wins. Yeah, I was gonna say like because I mean, up until this losing streak, we were on pace to beat the points record. I think we might still be on the bit pace to beat the points record, but it's not a great recipe for success for a guy teams winning a whole bunch of games, getting a whole bunch of points, and then winning the cup. So. We'll see. I mean, I'm not going to complain. I wouldn't mind if we get Patrick Kane, too, so we'll see. Yeah, it's fun either way. Uh, maybe, you know, it'll be fun if they play each other in the uh, playoffs. Lightning and Bruins. Eh, I think I'd rather avoid you guys. <laughs> yeah, I-, I think the same, to be honest. I don't know. Uh, can we play Toronto in round one and two? I'd like I'd prefer that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's probably fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, again, uh, some hockey talk here at the end. Love hockey. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I was actually at the game on uh, uh, Saturday, uh, yesterday. Yeah, how'd that one go? Well, I didn't realize we. Didn't, so I got to tickets as a gift, uh, and then we didn't realize it was Gasparilla uh, that day. Which, if you know anyone who has lived near Tampa, will know uh, that you do not go to Tampa on Gasparilla unless you are going for Gasparilla because you know there's, it's incredibly crowded. We ended up being it ended up actually being okay though. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was it was fun. It was all like pirate themed. Yeah. I got to say, Tampa in general is one of the worst structured traffic cities that doesn't actually normally have traffic I have ever seen. Going really? to Raymond James. I thought there's for, worse. I don't know. Like, I feel like when there's like events in Tampa, I feel like mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. Like, Raymond James can be a nightmare at times, I feel like. And getting to mm-hmm. St. Pete is a disaster every day. Well, St. Pete, I mean, that's just, that's. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's I mean that's that's brutal. Uh, no, I, that, that's part of what I was going to say is well, I compare Tampa to St. Pete because those are one of the two teams, places I go to have, uh, you know, so, two cities I go to that have uh, teams. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't lump those two together, but I do. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Like, the, I feel like Raymond James sometimes can be really bad for me. That's true. The, the Lightning got you in. I don't know. I always am able to find parking at the Lightning. That's the one. I don't know how they do it, but like that, that's the one. Like one place I've ever been to. Uh, also, uh, Sunrise, where the Panthers play. Uh, that's that. That's the maybe the worst I've been to. Yeah. 
So shockingly, downtown stadium helps your parking situation. Yeah, so build your thought? stadiums downtown, you idiots. Uh, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <Anyways>. All right. <laughs> good, good way to end the show, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good. Thank you to everybody. We do appreciate it. Listening to uh, us all year. Been fun. Uh, three podcasts left of the regular season, but we will be back. We, you know, we'll, we'll still be podcasting throughout the off season. So definitely, uh, you know, yes. check out, check, watch all of that. Um, but yeah, that's your show. Thank you everybody for watching or listening. We appreciate it. And until next time, see you later, alligator. Peace.